0: You know, it's that time of year, Scott, where it's time to reflect on all that we are thankful for here at Center Stage Podcast. We have a lot to be thankful for this year. We recently won a major award. Major award? Did we win a potty? We did not win a potty. <laughs> that's a that's a gag from Saturday Night Live. Uh, we did not win a potty. We won a, uh, a President's <laughs> Award for Digital Innovation oh, from yeah. Lee Enterprises because we're
1: so innovative amongst
0: well, Amongst Lee Enterprises, which is our parent company, our evil corporate paymasters, as some people would call them.
1: So thanks to Lee for the award, for recognizing that we're trying to continue great journalism in new ways. But!
0: There's so much
1: more to be thankful for than just this. Particularly in Wisconsin politics. And today, it's a Thanksgiving edition of Center Stage. We're going to stuff your brains with all (laughs) sorts of thankful knowledge. And we might chop the head off a few politicians. That's not a bad idea. This is center stage the wisconsin state journal's political podcast from the sensible center of wisconsin politics i'm scott melfrid the editorial page editor for the wisconsin state journal
0: and i'm phil Hans i'm the editorial cartoonist for
1: the wisconsin state journal and we are half of the state journal editorial board the better looking half the more thankful half Maybe as the laugh track, if anybody actually says something funny on this podcast, rather than a cheesy laugh track like from Three's Company. Do you know what Three's Company is? The TV I do, show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Instead of the lame laugh track, if somebody—probably you—says anything funny on this podcast, we'll have turkeys gobble. I like it. You okay. We'll turkeys.
0: Do that. I just finished drawing a turkey. Turkeys are fun to draw, especially the small, tiny little feathers. Yeah, I just drew a turkey with little tiny feathers to be
1: Donald Trump, a Donald Trump turkey. <laughs> By the way, have you been to The Gobbler? Oh, that's that supper club, right? By the Johnson Creek Outlet Malls, but on the south side of Interstate 94. Actually, The Gobbler is a concert venue now. The Gobbler, way back in the day, was a supper club, old-school supper club. It served turkey, not just steak, and it had this rotating circular bar. You know, I'm not a supper club
0: aficionado. I'm not I don't sure why I'm not, because yeah, I like be. steak and I like drinking. So yeah. that's what you do at supper clubs, is my, is my understanding. But I don't get to many of them.
1: Well, you used to chain smoke, too, but you can't do that anymore no, since can't. our freedoms were taken away. But, but, hey, pot's coming back, though. Michigan. Yeah. Are you, are you thankful? Uh, I mean, I assume all cartoonists are thankful for any kind of... Marijuana legalization. I probably smoke a lot less pot than you assume, Scott. But uh, yeah, I was just
0: visiting fa- family in Michigan, and and they just they've just legalized marijuana recreationally yeah. there. They've had they've had medical pot there for a couple of years. Um, I, it's good, you know. It's you know the, the, the DA is already dismissing some hundred cases he had involving marijuana charges yeah. against people, and it's a good thing to have fewer people in jail. And maybe Wisconsin could learn something from their uh, what we would say. Lower, uglier neighbor to the to
1: the east, Michigan. <laughs> we have a free the uh, Detroit Free Press editorial about the Michigan marijuana legalization in our paper Wednesday. Oh, interesting. and they've got a lot of interesting stats on the number of people, and they're basically saying, Yeah, let's drop the charges people have for the Mickey Mouse possession things. And then let's go further than that to some other reforms on criminal justice because there's bipartisan support. So we could be thankful for bipartisan support on criminal justice issues. There seemed to be a lot of interest on that. I think ever since those evil Koch brothers decided they wanted uh, more people getting out of prison and not spending so much money on prisons. Those Koch brothers, (laughs) they just
0: want to get people out of jail so that they can have employees at their drone-like factories. Oh, my God, how evil of that to give people, I don't know, better life by employing
1: them. <laughs>
0: so horrible.
1: Yeah, now that's sarcasm. We also should have, some people might not recognize <laughs> Phil Hans's sarcasm. They might confuse it for just another Madison liberal. Just <laughs> another Madison liberal. That was liberal. sarcasm, right? That was sarcasm, yeah. Okay.
0: But I have heard people say that, that like, well, the Koch brothers only yeah. want employees. They what? just
1: want more lower wage workers. But uh, I I think that it's really, that's ch- I think that's changed things more than, than anything, that Republicans now... No, they're probably not going to get hammered over the head as uh, wimpy on crime if they decide we don't need to lock up a guy for marijuana possession or we don't need to lock up some nonviolent people for a long time.
0: Yeah. So I'm thankful for any sort of movement on criminal justice reform because we lock up a lot of people, especially here in Wisconsin. Yeah. You know, and it's not necessarily, it doesn't make us any safer. It doesn't help people get out mm-hmm. of jail. You know, it doesn't improve people's lives. Uh, and so. We waste a lot of money on incarceration for people that maybe there's a better solution for.
1: Yeah, for a long, long time, going back to the truth and sentencing bills of the 80s, uh, Wisconsin's had one of the highest incarceration rates, twice as many people at, at uh, roughly than Minnesota behind bars for a long time. Tommy Thompson, Governor, former Governor Tommy Thompson, the longest-running— governor of all time in the state and I'm sure he's thankful for that yeah in a little bit of a way I bet Tommy Thompson was thankful Scott Walker lost now I'm not saying he didn't want him to win I'm sure he did but in the back of his mind he's like I'm still gonna be the longest t- running governor of all friggin time and I'm sure he's gonna I I'm, I'm not <laughs>
0: I'm pretty sure Tony Evers is not gonna serve four terms as governor no
1: <laughs> but <laughs> I uh, go out there and let him <laughs> say that right now <laughs> Tommy Thompson recently came out and basically said he was wrong and he's sorry that he put such an emphasis on locking people up and we need to not do that anymore. So I'm thankful for that mea culpa from uh, from Tommy Thompson. Yeah, I'm also thankful for another thing Tommy Thompson said this week. Apparently Tommy Thompson was the latest voice calling for some kind of change to how the lines for voting districts are drawn to do away with all this gerrymandering. According to the uh, Daniel Bice uh, column in the Journal Sentinel. The <coughs> what paper? Uh, Journal Sentinel. Uh, whatever that Milwaukee paper is, Tommy Thompson spoke at the Milwaukee Press Club. And way buried down at the bottom of Dan Bice's column, it says, Tommy Thompson called for changes in how legislative and congressional districts are drawn to decrease partisanship. How about that? Wow. So you mean uh, that
0: evil partisan Tommy Thompson is is on <laughs> is finally seeing the light about uh, redistricting?
1: Well, he was always uh, more of a get along with the other side than today's politicians. He had, for example, Tim Cullen in his cabinet. Democrat But, that, but that's Tim different because Tim Cullen made a lot of money, and so he's <laughs> not like a regular democrat. <laughs> Also, probably the thing I'm most thankful for this Thanksgiving when it comes to Wisconsin politics is that Tony Evers has proven that Wisconsin is still purple. We are not a completely red state. And if I could take you back to 2008, 2009. Scott, no one can remember that far. We'll go back in the time machine. (laughs) And... The Democrats had just won big with Obama, and they had won both houses of the legislature.
0: I remember people were talking about it being an end to Republican, the Republican Party as we
1: know it. Yes. And they were going to be perpetually in the minority. We're just always going to be blue in Wisconsin. And, in fact, it was no sooner than two years later we were red, and we've been red for eight years. And now Tony Evers and Tammy Baldwin uh, have shown that now— You still can't predict what Wisconsin's going to do, and we still have tight races. And in any given election, we might favor the Republican. We might favor the Democrat. And I'm not just talking about the State Journal editorial board. I'm talking about Wisconsin. Wisconsin as a whole. So we are purple.
0: And the gerrymandering has gotten so bad that even though this was an election where Democrats were energized and excited and they turned out in higher numbers overall to vote, Republicans still won five of the eight congressional seats in the because, right. because of how heavily drawn in, for, in favor of Republicans the maps are. And going back to that 2008 time period, which nobody can ever remember, <laughs> the Democrats had the opportunity to adopt nonpartisan right. redistricting at that moment. And they opted not to because they figured we're going to be in charge of government forever. There's no chance Republicans are ever going to be in charge again. So we'll just draw the maps however we see
1: fit. Yeah, or as Peter Barker told our editorial board, well, we ran out of time to oh. do nonpartisan redistricting. Poor Peter, they were Barker. doing so many other great things I that they deci- they ran out of time died. to do that. Nuts! Oh, <laughs> uh, the other thing, I'm very thankful for split government—not oh, me- not just purple, but split government at the state and at the federal levels. It's and a we good have thing. Let's—I I would love to see.
0: I'm I'm optimistic for some sort of compromise, perhaps you know at the federal level perhaps the the you know the Trump administration can work with some of these democrats who don't mind spending money just like Trump on some <laughs> infrastructure pro- you know issues because we do have an yeah. infrastructure
1: issue in the in the in the country maybe we can raise a gas tax like Tony Evers and Robin Voss are going to do here i don't know about that that sounds <laughs> like a rather than just borrowing money from china to pay for uh, roads across the country <laughs> Is it something I said there, Phil? You know I'm not thankful for? Or is this is this cold that I'm getting? Oh, you got a cold? Yeah. Keep it on your side of the podcast table. Since World War II, this was from a Council of Economic Advisors. Spending grew three times faster under unified government than under divided government. That makes sense. Yeah.
0: It, you know, there's pet, po- pet projects go through and there's, there's less
1: debate and, you know, there's more grandstanding and less actual legislating. Yeah. And even in this last budget that Trump and the Republicans did, spending was up like three and a half percent and revenue was under one percent. Yeah. Partly because of the tax cut. But a lot of times with divided government, it forced, granted, the downside is gridlock but the upside is you don't go and do anything too extreme and you also need both sides to buy into something and if they both buy into a policy it's much more likely to stay it'd be nice to have some buy in from both sides cuz it's frustrating as
0: everybody i mean everybody feels like washington's broken or madison's broken mm-hmm. but there's a lot of things everybody agrees on i mean everybody sort of mm-hmm. both sides agree that prison we need prison reform you know at, at both sides admit to this. Now, maybe with there's two sides in power, we can work on something that's not ideal for either party, but will actually
1: make some people's lives better. And you might get, for example, at the state level now, you might get with both parties agreeing to the first, say, let's say they are going to increase more revenue for our terrible roads with a gas tax increase, for example- if you get both parties agreeing to, say, a nickel higher on the gas tax, then you can't bash each other the next election. If only the Republicans raise the gas tax, the Democrats would come in and said they raised your gas tax. They raised your evil. Yeah. Or vice versa. But if both their hands are on it, people don't worry so much that they're going to get politically dinged on it.
0: It'd be nice to pull back from some of the extre- extremism we've had on both sides from the, for the last mm-hmm. couple of years. I'm not too optimistic about that but it'd be nice to think that we could do that
1: i'm thankful that we are almost two years through donald trump's tenure as president of the united states oh yeah i'm assuming he's going to lose in two years (laughs) i hate to jinx us you sound you sound (laughs) like paul ryan and mitt romney in in uh 2000 (laughs) 2011 but i'm very thankful for checks and balances in government uh you know most of trump's worst instincts instincts have been stopped whether it's Trying to ban Muslims from entering the country, for example. The court said no. We still don't have a wall, thank God. We still have a health care system with most people covered. We haven't started a war with anybody. We haven't attacked North Korea. You know, that's a good thing. So we're thankful there hasn't been a nuclear holocaust.
0: I am I am actually <laughs> thankful for that. For the first time in many
1: years, yeah. I'm thankful for that. Yeah, I'm glad that it
0: hasn't happened either. Because they have a beautiful relationship. Yeah. He just loves Kim Jong un so
1: much. What else are we thankful for? Wisconsin politics, it <laughs> keeps both of us employed. Yes, we have jobs because of Wisconsin politics. If not for the goofy politicians down at the state capitol or at the city council, we'd have nothing to talk about or write about.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's
1: even without the help of my
0: new super PAC, Cartoonist for
1: More, More Ridiculous <laughs> America. You know, you're going to have to start reporting these as election in-kind contributions to your campaign.
0: What, these 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 plugs in my pod, yeah, on the the podcast? Yeah, the shameless
1: plugs for your race for Secretary of State in four years. By the way, I am thankful that Wisconsin's Secretary of State has no powers whatsoever. Oh, my God. Because look at Georgia. Oh, what a disaster. Yeah, the Secretary of State there was overseeing the election that he was running in, and then— Accused somewhat credibly of trying to... Of
0: shenanigans to try
1: and, <laughs> yeah. you know, mess with the vote. Yeah. Why would you put a politician in charge of the election that the politician is running in? Because the politician is accountable to the people. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Until they're not, you know? And as long as I'm saying that I'm very thankful in Wisconsin for some of the nonpartisan agencies that we have, I have to do a shout-out to the Fiscal Bureau. I remember... That was last year that I was laughing, and, but delightfully laughing, when Senate Majority Leader Scott Fitzgerald was basically saying, well, on this Foxconn stuff, we can't, well, we're not going to trust the Department of Administration, the governor's numbers. you got to wait for Fiscal Bureau. That's right. you got to wait for the Fiscal Bureau numbers. Those are the only numbers that count. So it's great that... In Wisconsin, I'm thankful we have some of these nonpartisan agencies that we can actually trust, that we don't have a politician in charge of, say, budget numbers that then are going to be constantly spun and we don't even know what the number is. Well, you know, because there is a push to
0: try and restore the secretaries of state to its former glory where it was in charge of elections yeah, and, and, and put and Doug LaFollette in charge of our elections. <laughs> he ran for governor a couple years ago.
1: I mean, I think they can just keep him in charge of the vending machines down in the basement of the Capitol where his office or his closet is. They don't call it an office anymore, do they? It's the official closet of the secretary of state. <laughs>
0: You so, know what I'm thankful for, actually? What? I'm thankful of getting to draw Nancy Pelosi and Donald Trump in the same cartoon for the next two years. Ah. I mean, that's going to be fun. I mean, those two personalities going after each other. Because I don't think there's any way Nancy Pelosi
1: doesn't win the speakership. Ron Kind had predicted a couple of months ago there's no way she can win it because so many of the candidates running have pledged not to vote for her. But, but I guess that was that's... so
0: 2000, and, you know. 18 of, you know, in on August. That was so <laughs> yeah. August. That's not, yeah. that doesn't
1: matter anymore. Part of the issue, and this was part of the issues with Paul Ryan doing it because he's got kids, is I guess Nancy Pelosi just spends her life on a plane and collecting checks from donors. I mean, it sounds like you spend every waking hour that you're not in uh, Washington on the floor raising money for the next election, and she's really good at that. I think the
0: Speaker of the House right now is an untenable, untenable position. You know, nobody wants to do it really, besides Nancy Pelosi, I think. Yeah. And it ruined Paul Ryan's political career to become Speaker of the House. I mean, uh-huh. that was basically the end of his political career. Unless and, he runs for U.S. Senate in
1: six years. Yeah, or knows? four.
0: Well, I mean, for for this chapter <laughs> in his political career. Yeah. You know, it, it just it's draining. It wears on you, and yeah. it makes you it makes you less popular than you were initially i mean it only your your numbers are only going to go down except for pelosi whose numbers are already so far low can they even go any lower no it's like trump yeah so
1: how i mean (laughs) you know just go for the lowest common denominator which is nancy pelosi are you thankful at all that you don't have to draw Scott Walker anymore? Or are you going to miss that bald spot? I'm going to miss the bald spot. Yeah, I'm uh. going to miss Scott. Scott Walker was always a fun person to draw. But I am thankful
0: that Tony Evers got these new thick glasses. Uh. For a while, he had these really thin glasses. And they were sort of hard to draw. But and, and but part of his campaign, he got these kind of thicker
1: hipster glasses, yeah. which make him really easy to draw nowadays. It's almost like a throwback to the 60s when everybody had those black Rectangular glasses. Yeah, but right? it's hip. It's totally hip <laughs> now. He doesn't. Does he have a bald spot, Tony? Tony no, but it's thin up there. It's thin. Oh it has got
0: thin white hair. I am kind of thankful that Paul Solman's running for mayor again. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I, I get I get to I get to keep drawing the stash. Isn't,
1: it, isn't he, that great? Yeah. Now he's not the Iron Stash. He needs to come up with some other uh, adjective, you know, for the Grumpy Stash. Grumpy or Stash. I like that. <laughs> grumpy Stash. Hashtag Grumpy Stash. <laughs> Or at Grumpy Stash, somebody can start that. Uh, start maybe we should ac- do that. Yeah. Do that Twitter account. Um, now that the Iron Stash lost down in the first district to uh, the Paul Ryan clone, uh, U.S. Representative Brian Stile. He I should is a Paul say. Ryan clone. Uh, what else are we thankful for? Anything here? You, what I'm thankful for, Scott. What are you thankful for? A working fire extinguisher. I'll
0: be deep frying my turkey this year. Oh, really? First time? No, second time. But you never know. Oh,
1: was it started on fire the first time? Well, no. But it, you, it's always good to have a fire extinguisher around that uh, around that turkey fryer. I am very thankful. Ski season is about to start. Oh, me too. Yeah. yeah. I actually, I actually got new uh, new powder pants recently. Unfortunately, we don't have powder in Wisconsin. No, we don't. We ski in sleet. We ski in sleet and <laughs> slush and and, and, and uh, frozen ice. Uh, so I'm thankful for snowmakers. I'm thankful that I have tickets to the Badger game on Saturday and somebody's driveway, maybe, to park it. Yes. Yeah. If I get, the, if, if I don't, if I don't burn <laughs> it down before. <laughs> yeah, you'll park my car right by the deep fryer and start it on fire. That's right. All of the music on our podcast is by Tube Tester. And thanks to Dr. Doofus and Jared Gibbs for the turkey sound effects. Find and follow our podcast, Center Stage with Milford and Hans, on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, SoundCloud, or your favorite podcasting app. And to catch up on past episodes, go to go.madison.com slash stage